Hey, this is Monty Colvin from the band Galactic Cowboys and from Monty's Rockcast. Inviting you to watch my new video show here on Heavy Metal Television called Art That Rocks. I'll be painting rock stars from start to finish while I tell some cool stories. It's Friday night at 8 p.m. no matter where you are. Once again, the name of the show is Art That Rocks. In the beginning, there was... Oh, wait, let me fix it. Oh, oh, no. Oh, no, that's not good. show right here on the classic metal show.com kicking off the show tonight we heard sabotage from their edge of thorns release with the title track and we just heard uh, xyz featuring our good friend terry illowis on lead vocal from the letter to god release with uh tango and tangoing up to his brand new studio mike is my good friend and partner chris Hagen. what's going on there chris what is up? We didn't test it, so I don't know if it's going to sound good or bad. <laughs> well, it, it sounds fine. You sound like normal. Good, good, whatever, good. Normal, whatever normal is. <laughs> as normal as I get. Yeah, there you are. So uh, here we are. We're back again. Yes. We lived the, the through another just, week. The, the week just flew by. It just seems like uh, hours ago I was sitting here uh, cutting up on uh, the Woody show. <laughs> and Caitlin's belly dancing. Yeah, Caitlin's, uh, uh, yeah, what was it? Uh, her her baby dancing in her womb. That's right. <laughs> yeah, no shit. But nice. uh, glad glad to be back. I, I was looking forward to doing some radio tonight. Well, that's good. Yeah, especially uh, since I see that uh, radio and podcasting and video casting is always uh, coming under fire for God forbid some kind of uh, misinformation or disinformation or you're saying stuff that goes against the narrative. Oh, no. Yeah, because that's what we are. Fact givers. Yeah, because that's, you know, that's we, what we do. Because we got to protect. We, we have a job yeah. to protect the, the populace, the citizenry in this uh, country or around yeah. the world that chooses to voluntarily listen to us. Our job is only to speak the truth and educate people. That's it. No, our, our job is to speak whatever the narrative is considered the truth and nothing more. Well, if it's not the narrative, then it's not the truth. Don't you know that, dude? Well, I understand. But uh, even if it is the narrative, it isn't necessarily the truth. Oh, of course it is. Just ask. <laughs> so I'm just waiting for our sponsors to pull us off the air. Pull us off the air. Dude, the funniest thing is, um, I, and I've been noticing it more and more because I've been getting more and more emails about it. I apparently, me personally on my Facebook, have been put on the bad list. Now, anything that I post at all on Facebook, people, I don't see it, but other people see, it gets flagged with a COVID flag. Everything that I post gets a, hey, this might not be true about COVID. Click here to learn the facts about COVID. <laughs> what what uh, what 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 Facebook are we talking about here? CMS. 
the CMS Facebook. Yeah. Oh, okay. See, I, yeah. I don't look at, I, you know what? I, I don't think I've even looked at the CMS Facebook in literally six months. Well, all I do, I, I don't post anything there except for advertisement for the shows. I mean, nothing. I, I don't post anything there at all except for, hey, check this out on heavy metal television or, hey, you know, we're talking about Caitlin's womb on the, <laughs> you know, whatever it is. Just highlights, just, just sure. bullshit. Right. And, and literally now at least two, three times a week, somebody sends me a screenshot that says, says this might be misinformation regarding COVID-19. <laughs> so we've made the bad list. I love it. Oh, li listen with care. Yeah. Be careful what these guys say, fellas, people. They might, <laughs> they might lead you down the wrong path. Yeah. We're talking about Gene Simmons singing last week. COVID related. COVID related. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> uh, it's just unreal. Un unbelievable. We're two years into this thing. And if, if anybody doesn't have their uh, mind made up as to what they need to do or not do or... Yeah. Or whatever, I, I feel sorry for you. You you've had two years to get your act together to decide how you want to conduct yourself in your personal lives where the big bad COVID is concerned. Dude, that's a that's a terrible attitude to have. I I have adopted listening to a feeble old man to tell me what to do personally. <laughs> I don't know why you're not adopting that same lifestyle as well. I am I am just saying that as a person who believes in the constitution in this country, I am all for personal liberty, personal freedom, personal choice, personal decision making and and personal responsibility. I take my cues from a guy that doesn't know if he's making a speech or shitting his pants. <laughs> that's what I do. So, uh, that's, that's my stance. I, I, uh, I will, um, I will revert to the, uh, the framers and the, uh, the founders of this country. And I will go back to the uh, great document that, uh, rules our, our society. Okay. That's it. Well, have, have at it because that's the wrong way. Uh, You're full of wrong speak tonight. I know. I, it, it, can that be considered hate speech in any way, shape or form or, could it be considered, uh, I don't know, uh, wrong think, wrong it's, think it's wrong. Think definitely it's wrong. Think, you know, if you're not following camel toe and, and pudding head, then you're wrong. <laughs> they have all the answers. Yeah. Well, I, I see that, uh, your state, the state of Ohio, yeah. uh, I, I, are the, have they, uh, have they decided over there that you can, um, uh, carry without a permit now? Dude, I know nothing about what my state does. I just oh. do. <laughs> Dude, I, I don't go anywhere. I carry without a permit all the time because I never leave the house. Well, I understand, but <laughs> that's that's what I believe I heard that uh, they were uh, kicking that around and they decided that, uh, you know, or maybe it was my state. I don't remember now. I, I just I just briefly caught a snippet in my ear and I was just like, what the hell is that? Go what, where the, is that going on? Carry so, without a permit. Without a permit. Let's see. So Ohio Senate on Wednesday passed legislation to allow people to con carry a concealed handgun without a permit. There you go. And no longer require that. When does that go? Does that go into effect now? I think. Holy fuck. I'm never leaving my house again without the judge. <laughs> I knew I heard that. I was just Whoa. like, look at that. Can it be loaded still or no? Yeah, of course. Well, I don't know. I mean, dude, you know how dumb these laws are sometimes. Holy shit, I can care. Oh, 
I like that. Thanks for bringing that to the table. Well, of course. I, I, I keep my ear to the ground, you know, for the important stuff. Yeah. I'm going to have to look into this to see exactly what the rules are if you ever get stopped. Now that part is true. You need to do that. I need to know. You probably just have to tell them like when you get stopped. Hey, well, I've yeah, got a you're gun. Supposed to, well, you're supposed to have do that anyway, even if yeah. you do have a, you know, concealed carry. Remember, right. remember that, uh, remember that cops episode that, that one incident where, where they pulled that guy over right over there in Streetsboro for, for, uh, for a headlight out. Oh yeah. 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 Not cops. The other one, uh, live PD, live, live PD. And he was yeah, getting yeah. all nervous and shit. Oh man. Oh man. I can't afford this. Right. I can't afford this. And they just banged on the headlight and it came on. Right. And, and then the guy says, well, let me just run your license and stuff. Just, just, you know, just for shits and giggles, you know, and ran his license. He had a concealed carry he goes, he goes, are you, you got a concealed carry? He goes, Oh yeah. Yeah. I forgot to say that. He goes, you know, that." You you need to tell me that the minute I pull you over, right. you know, that's the first thing out of your mouth is I, I'm concealed carry. Dude. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot. He goes, well, where is it? He goes, well, it's on the front seat. And then he looks on the front seat or no, it was in the glove box and there was a ton of money in there too. And he goes, right. what's all this money? Oh, that's the rent. The rent. <laughs> oh, that's the rent. And then, then right there on the seat is a bag of, uh, of meth or something. Yeah. A whole bag. Ah, it's just my pills. It's just my pills. <laughs> Dude, listen to this. Listen to this. Both bills would also no longer require motorists to tell law enforcement about concealed handguns in their vehicles. Well, how about that? Though drivers would still have to truthfully say whether they have a gun with them if an officer asks. Oh, I gotcha. Don't right. ask, don't tell, huh? Yeah. So translation, the the officers had training this week that said, first question, do you have a gun? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but okay. Oh, I like that. I, I don't I don't know if this is now we gotta get that fucking dick fuck governor probably to sign this, right? It passed the Senate. It passed the Senate twenty three to eight now now goes to the Ohio House. So it's not a law, it's not through yet. No, but but it's it's uh they they're they're saying they're confident about it. Who knows? If this cocksucking fuckbag DeWine steps over and you know executive orders or whatever they vetoes this i'm not going to say what i'm going to think because <laughs> i don't need the knock at my door it might be considered hate speech yeah well i ain't worried about the speech part of it i'm worried about the jailable offense yeah, part of it of course oh they better approve this it's fucking dangerous as it's getting out there right now you need to have a gun with you well i think that's uh i think that's kind of where this is being driven yeah, I'd like to put the saw away and have a gun again. <laughs> the saw. I do. I keep a saw right in the front seat. What kind of a saw? A fucking saw. Like a hand saw? Yeah. Like like a like a tree saw or like yeah, a like yeah. a saw, like with a handle and yeah. and a blade. <laughs> if somebody reaches through my window, I'm gonna fucking hack you're them. Gonna, you're gonna hack their hand. Fuck yeah. You you don't think that'll pull them away? Well, why don't you just carry a hatchet then? That's a good idea too. A little small hatchet, just cut yeah, their fucking hand around. You know, you could be like Uncle Buck, carry a little yeah. hatchet around. That's not bad. I like yeah, that. I, I keep that so sharp it'll yeah. it'll it'll uh it'll cut the balls off of a gnat. I like it. I I might have to go out and I mean how much I do those cost? I, I think that would be quicker. 
than probably would be grabbing yeah. a saw and trying to rake it across somebody's hand. Dude, and, and believe me, some of the looks that I get, I, I know when Kelly gets in my car and she sees that fucking saw there, she's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I'm going over to my mom's house to prune some trees. No, I just tell her, in case somebody reaches in my car, I'm a fucking yeah, I, I, I think I'd carry a little hatchet rather than a saw. Yeah. I never really thought about it. I just went with what I had. <laughs> I had a saw. I didn't have a hatchet. So Right. So a saw it was. Yeah, get your little hatchet. Yeah. Don't make me chop your arm off. Hmm? Yeah, that'd do some damage. Yeah, it would. So would a saw, though, really. If somebody reached into your car and fucking was grabbing you, trying to pull you out of your car, and you raked a saw over their arm? Yeah, no, but but the, the action of having to, to line the saw up and pull it across as opposed to a hatchet where you go, bam! What do you think? I'm doing surgery here? I'm just going <laughs> to... It's like you're waving your saw around trying to get a good... Come on, motherfucker. <laughs> and, just, and then it's hitting the windshield and gets right. caught up in the visor. And you're just, God damn it. Sounds like music. <laughs> <laughs> Sit still. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to saw your arm off. Yeah. Hold still. Grab that steering wheel and hold tight, pal. Right. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. Let me reach over and get my saw. Uh, it doesn't sound like an effective weapon. Yeah, it's effective. I've never had to pull it, so <laughs> don't make me pull my saw. Yeah, I'm. I'll do it. Yeah. Well, I used to carry a knife, but uh, but I got it taken once at a at a stop. A cop saw it and he he said it was too long, so he took yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, Well, it can only be like four inches, right? Yeah, and it was it was way longer than that. It was a yeah. This was a this was a military grade hunting knife, and and they were like, nope, can't have that in your car, sir. Take it. Yeah. Well, they really take it. They just made me put it in my trunk, but yeah. I used that to does a, me a lot of good in my trunk. I know. I used to have a stiletto, but I don't, you know, I don't carry that around. The shoe? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll just whack you with my high heel. I'll throw it at you and take out your eye. Yeah. <laughs> I was at a gun show one time and some guy was selling these stilettos. I said, I'll take one of those. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. But I was just like, yeah, after I saw the law, it's like, it's, it's like six inches. I'm just like, yeah, yeah, I better not have that in the car. Yeah. It's, it's definitely a hassle if you get, if you get stuff. Although I got to admit the cop, as much as I would love to smash him for being a dick, he really wasn't. He was just like, you can't really have that. I was like, all right. Okay. I was like, okay, what do I do? And he's like, put it in your trunk. It's like, okay, fair enough. Thank God I'm not black or you'd have beat me up. At least if you believed again the narrative. If yeah, you believe the narrative, that's what that's what would have happened. As a black a black man would have been beaten to death. <laughs> that that always makes me laugh when Jericho Green puts up those 40 second clips where he goes, All right, guys, this is it. This is it. I think this is the end right here. There's a cop behind me. Right. I'm sure he's gonna shoot me. <laughs> yeah. How did that not happen? <laughs> Dumb. Dumb, be dumb, dumb. Yep. Uh, well, what else is going on in the the world of Chris Akinisms? Uh nothing. Just a lot, a lot of work. Just, I mean, really, it's 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 been one of them weeks. It's been a real Chris Aiken week. Uh, if I'm not a, if I'm not asleep, I'm working. If I'm not working, I'm asleep. No, no variation all week. I didn't go anywhere. I was it. Yeah, I had dinner with my mom. That's about the extent of. 
had my mom, my mom and my kids over to have like a late, a very late Christmas dinner. <laughs> but that other than that, nothing but work the whole, yeah, the whole time. It was weird as, you know, I got my mom, you know, you have, you have your mom over your dad over whatever you're thinking they get here at six. You're thinking they're going to be out the door at like eight o'clock. Right. Dude. My mom was chatty. Kathy to, to be, to be, to be, she left here at like 11 o'clock. Oh, that's, that's way past the time. The night owls, she's a real <laughs> night owl now. Dude. I, and, and you know, I was acting like a fucking 60 year old man. myself. I was like, Oh man, it's getting late. Mom. <laughs> trying to give what? you the hint. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm ready to, I'm ready to go sack out. Yeah. It might be time for you to go, mom. Oh, I'm so tired. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, she stayed, she stayed late. We just kind of caught up because she was out in San Diego for, for, um, uh, Christmas. Uh -huh. So I didn't, I didn't get to see, see her, or my brother, or anybody. So she was catching me up on the family gossip and talking about how my brother wants her to move out there. But the cheapest place near where they live is like 1.2 million. So that yeah, ended that. I mean, that's, that's, that's in the, you know, the high rent district down there. Yeah. Yeah, and she was like 1.2 million. She's like, I could buy 10 of my houses. For that. Yeah, that's I was like, yeah, you might want to just stay here. Suck up the cold. Yeah. No kidding. Well, other than that, not, I mean, literally dude, just tons of work, lots of, lots of work on heavy metal television this week. Lots of work on Chris Haken presents this week. Yeah, I see. I see you got some <clears throat> accolades and comments in the chat room tonight about people enjoying your little five or eight minute. Snippet. Yeah. Yeah. Those are, they're fun. They're, you know, it's just fun and it's, it's yet another place that I can explore other shit that I don't do here or with aftershocks or with Toomey or with all, you know, with any of my other shit. So, right. you know, I can talk about wrestling or football or movies or whatever, you know, which, which is, you know, me, dude, I'm, I watch more TV than I do music. So it, it makes sense that I have at least some outlet to talk about TV type shit. So sure. it's fun. You know, and, and sometimes we're talking music. Hell, to, on Monday, Monday's episode is a, a little quick five-minute interview with um, our friend Drew talking about the first video for Lucid. So I am still talking some music, but mostly it's other stuff. It's all the weird, dumb movies I'm watching and shit like that, YouTube things I'm finding, you know, fun stuff like that. Yeah. I just, uh, you know, I... I just seem well this week anyway, just getting back in the swing of things from, you know, the, the Christmas new year's break and whatnot, uh, man, just getting back into just a normal five day work week and coming home and, mm -hmm. you know, being, you know, being dark and cold outside. Hey, I come home, get something to eat, you know, just kind of relax a little bit, start watching something on TV. And before I know it, it's like, I'm, I'm asleep. Just, <laughs> You know, it's just like, ugh, I got to get out of this doldrum, man. It, this hits me every year about this time. It's just bad. I hate to tell you, dude, but you're getting old. <laughs> no, I, I've been this way forever, though. This isn't anything new. It's just I, I dread this time of year. It's just, you know, it doesn't have anything. To, I, I've done this almost every year for, for most of my adult life. Yeah, it, I mean, it's an awful time of year. There's nothing to do. You know, there's... And not watching football makes it even that much more boring because there's nothing yeah. to even follow. True. You know, you know, I mean, it's, it really is a dead time, a, a dead time of the year from now until it gets nice out and you can go do, 
like shows and shit like that. That's I'm looking forward to I'm going not next week, but the week after I'm going back to the scene of the COVID crime, going back to the funny <laughs> stop to uh, see Landau. Is that right? And, yeah. And, and I'm looking forward to that. But other than that, dude, and, and like John wants me to jump in the car with him and, and um, go and see um, uh, Dirty Honey and, and Wolfie, which I may or may not do. It's one of them things. It's like two couples and me. Do I really want to be the fifth wheel? Those <laughs> the two couples. John and Stephanie and AJ and whatever chick he's banging today. <laughs> All right. So, you know, and then me. So it's like, eh, do I really want to jump in on this and be the be the fifth wheel? You know kind of don't <laughs> yeah well speaking of uh shows and tickets I, I actually purchased tickets for a concert this is the first time i've purchased concert tickets in literally years yeah i heard that i, I bought tickets for wasp and armored saint will you leave after the saint or will you stay for the play no i'm gonna i'll, I'll i'm going for the whole thing i uh, sal and i and taylor are going all right and so uh yeah we're we're gonna go it isn't for a whole year from now it's yeah, a, no, I saw. That. It's like December, December second. It's like almost get them like, while they're hot. Yeah, well, you know what the thing is, is I I logged into the oh, e tickets where they were selling. Unfortunately, it wasn't through Ticketmaster, but right. went through e tickets, and uh, you know, I logged in right at noon. I mean, as soon as as soon as it, it you know the little indicator turned green saying that you could purchase the tickets. Right. You know, I, I went on there. They had, it's in a, it's in a big theater. It's a theater show. And, uh, you know, there were tickets right there in the orchestra section. And I, you know, I hit three spots. Those tickets aren't available. So you go back again and then you click three more. Those aren't available. It shows available as soon as you run your mouse over it. But right. then as soon as you click them, they're unavailable. They're unavailable. So I ended up getting, uh, uh, eighth row center. That's still pretty good, but still yeah, that's pretty good. I mean, it's only what uh, twenty feet from the stage, right? How much were the tickets? Seventy nine, seventy nine bucks. Yeah. Well, you could have get. I mean, if you would have just gone to to um, StubHub, you could have got them for three hundred a ticket for those first six rows. <laughs> yeah, seventy nine bucks yeah. uh, a ticket, and uh, like I said, eight, uh, row H. Uh, that's that's pretty steep for for Wasp and armor saint 80 dollars well, well the 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 orchestra tickets orchestra pit which was the first three rows basically uh were a hundred oh man that's the, well, i guess because blackie hasn't toured in a decade i guess well, yeah, he hasn't been here since uh the last time i saw wasp in the states was when they toured with yeah. uh metal church uh stephen piercy i think la yeah it was la guns stephen piercy uh metal church and wasp that no. was i think that was 2005 right yeah so that, that i think that's the last time they toured the states yeah i don't know i just after seeing a couple years ago all the videos of, of blackie lip syncing that were just off the chain bad knowing that it's just a play now like, <laughs> eh. yeah I thought about it. I didn't even look up the ticket price. When I saw Armored Saint was announced, I was like, wow, I'd like to go. And I may still go, but I'll just go see Armored Saint and then I'll probably leave. Yeah. I, I, I can't watch him fake it. I can't do it. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I'm just going to go for the music, you know, obviously. And, yeah. you know, there, there is somewhat of a show, somewhat of a stage show. So I don't care. I haven't seen Wasp in 15 years, 16 huh? years. 
you know, I'm not so, saying don't go. I'm just saying, I, well, I, it's, I bought the tickets and, and, and <laughs> I know you said to me, just like, well, that's if it happens. Well, I did, well, yeah. I, I did buy the ticket guarantee the $7 a ticket right. to get a hundred percent of your money back. So just in case something happens, you know, so I did do the insurance protection. Right. Yeah. I'll, I'll definitely be, if I go at all, it'll definitely be with the, um, Hey, publicist friend of mine, yeah. <laughs> I will not be spending $80 a ticket. That's for goddamn sure. Yeah. No way. Not for that. Yeah. Well, it's, it's sort of like an event hanging out with, you know, a couple people I enjoy being around and stuff. Well, and and you never get out to any shows, so you might as well, you could spend 500 a ticket. It's still worth it just to get yeah. out. Sure. So we'll see, we'll see what happens by December. <laughs> we're, just, we're just out of December. We have to, we're talking about a show in December. Well, I hope everybody's still alive at that point. You know, that know. crazy, crazy COVID going crazy, killing people left and right. I know. Blackie's at that age. <laughs> so, so speaking of that, and not to get into the whole COVID thing. Well, I, I see reports now that the that the uh, hospitals, people who are hospitalized to this COVID, yeah, the vaccinated and boosted are outnumbering the people who are quote unquote unvaccinated in hospital. Uh, you know now. Well, that's because those people are dying. They're not. They're not able to get to the hospital. They're dead. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course, dude. The bottom line to this whole stupid thing is the more, the more people that have the, you know, they've got what eighty percent of the country immune or not immune, um, immunized at this point, allegedly. So, well, let's just say that that's true, just for the sake of okay. argument, yeah. to play along with Puddinghead's plan, right? Um, playing along with that and saying that eighty percent, well, of course, those are the people that are going to go, because they're the ones that are. Th th eight of every 10 per people has been immunized. So of course, eight of every 10 people that get it are going to, going to be immunized people. Well, but I know, you but, know. but, but that wasn't the line that if you get immunized, you're never, you're not supposed to get it and it protects you from getting it. Would you stop interrupting with the truth, Neely? For God's <laughs> sakes, don't you know that that line moves back and forth when needed? Yeah. Plus you're not supposed to be able to get it or spread it because now you got a shield around you. Now it's, it's supposed to be about flattening the curve for two weeks. Don't you is remember? That, that, oh yeah. I forgot about that. Just 14 days. If everybody would just stay in, it'll go yeah. away. It'll go away in two weeks. It'll flatten the curve. <laughs> oh, well now everybody needs to get the shot and then everybody will be better. Oh, well now if you get the shot, then you, you just won't get as sick. Oh, but now you need a booster to make sure you don't get as sick. <laughs> Oh, but now you need another booster to make sure that you can be sure that you won't get as sick. <laughs> Don't you know the rules, dude? Come on. Uh, like I said, I'll, I'll go with uh, what's best for me. Yeah, I ain't worrying. And I've had it. So, you know, that should tell you everything you need to know. I've had it. And right. I'm not and I'm not going to get a fucking jab. <laughs> That's too funny. <clears throat> So there you are. That's <clears throat> that's uh, what my plans are in December of this year. <laughs> well, I'm glad to see you're you're not waiting till the last minute. Well, I'm planning ahead. God damn it! Oh my God, you know, I I wanted to make sure that I got in on that one. Is that your what 60th birthday present? That's 
<laughs> what, are, what are you going to be next year? Well, this year I'll be 59. Oh, 50. So, so it's your 59th birthday present. Yeah. At the crack of 58. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's like, it's like, it's like putting it on layaway. Right. Of course. <laughs> Paying a little off every day for a year. Exactly. Jeez. Why are they releasing in a time when everything's getting canceled by the day? Why would you release something 11 months or early? I guess it's just the guarantee that it gets, gets sold or something. Gets the venue maybe. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I mean, what that, the hell? That, that's a, that's a two night stand there, both a Friday and a Saturday. So I opted wow. to get the Friday show so I could come in here on Saturday and talk about it. Nice. We got to go for both nights. Nah. Yeah. You, you see one night. I mean, what, what else you need to see? It might be a lineup change. They might play dirty <laughs> balls one night and Hell Dorado the next. Yeah, I, I think uh, I think I'll pass. One one night is enough. Are they doing anything like special with it other than just a tour? I, I mean, know. is it like they probably don't know yet? It's a fucking year away. Yeah, well, they're you know obviously it's the 40th anniversary tour, so you know that's that's why it's you know being touted as such a big deal. It's like sure. 40 years. No, uh, hey. I love Wasp. You know, dude, it's weird that I'm I'm not really trying to shit on this thing because I do love Wasp. I just man, $79 a ticket. Man, you know, it's it's not that bad. I don't think 79 bucks is horrible. Dude, you've officially been converted to the dark side if you don't think $80 for a ticket to see two bar bands is bad. <laughs> bar bands. Bar bands. Uh, I, I I you know what? I I've seen Armored Saints uh, I want to say four times in the last, in the last six years, I think. Yeah. And, uh, man, they, they bring a great show. I, I, I'd pay, oh. I'd pay 79 bucks just for Armored Saint. Oh no. 25, uh. <laughs> 25 top end. Yeah. Well, like I said, this is the first time I've actually bought concert tickets mm. in years. I think the tickets for Armored Saint and Saxon were 40. That's Armored Saint and Saxon. Yeah. I think well, I saw, I saw Armored Saint and um, Metal Church uh, at the Whiskey a few years ago. And then I saw Armored Saint and Queensryche together a few years ago. And then I saw Armored Saint and um, who else were they with? <clears throat> I'm trying to think. I think I may have seen them with the Metal Church twice. Okay. So yeah, they're a great, great, yeah. uh, great band, man. I, I, I love them. Say, I'm not shitting on, dude. Again, not shitting on. I'm just saying, man, that's a, <laughs> that's a steep. I mean, dude, like Judas Priest tickets are only like a hundred and a quarter. Yes, but is that up front though? Because because the tickets get cheaper on the way back. I mean, further back in the venue, they're like thirty five and forty five. Oh, right. yeah. You're a fancy guy. You can't sit back there. No. You need to sit up front. I do have to sit up front. If I'm not side stage, I got to sit up front or I'm not going. Damn right. That's true. <laughs> See, Jack will just post in the, in the chat in the chat there. Last time I saw Armored Sam paid 22 bucks at House of Blues in 2018. Yeah. So I had another 22 for Blackie and 44. Get a concert and a play. It's not bad. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, I do again. Have fun. At least you're at least you're getting a chance to go and do something. Yeah, no kidding. 
you know, we're, you know, I'm shitting on you 79. I'm paying a hundred bucks a month for fucking TV. So, you know, so that I can have choices on when I want to watch TV. So it's like, fuck. Of course. Why not? Well, you're a fancy guy when it comes to your TV watching. Uh, TV and, and you know me with concerts. I rarely, rarely do I sit in shit seats. The only one I've done in the last forever is was that fucking Metallica show. And boy, was that a mistake. <laughs> and I'm still bitter about that. Too. I am still yeah. bitter about it. Three fucking years <laughs> later, I'm still pissed. I'm still pissed that I dropped $400 for two fucking tickets to, to sit in the nosebleeds and not be able to see, to see a fucking blinking box. Yeah. That was not good. But yeah, all my other, all, all my other, I'm the same as you, like Bob Seger. I mean, how important is it to be close to see Bob Seger? But I couldn't sit. I had to sit in like the fourth row or whatever right, I was in right, fourth, sure. fourth, fifth row, <laughs> you know, and that was, that was pricey. And yeah. I'm sure you probably think the same thing about that, where I'm bitching at you about 80 bucks for wasp. I spent 200 a ticket for Bob, Bob Seger. Yeah. Uh, now is he officially done? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I think the last time I saw Bob Seeger was like 90, I think it was like 95. It was like his like comeback tour or something like that. Okay. I think the that was the last Promise time. You the Moon tour or whatever it was. I, I don't recall what it was called, but uh, I think they he had just put out that greatest hits. Okay. <clears throat> so that was like 94, 95, somewhere around there. That's right. Was it the bad greatest hits or the good greatest hits? I don't recall. It's the one where he's standing on a railroad track. Oh, yeah, that's the good one. That's yeah, that's the, the one I'm talking about. Yeah, because then he did a second greatest hits that was not a good one. It was like two songs that you knew and a bunch of bullshit from the from the Before He Was Famous collection. You know, <laughs> like a bunch of songs that were not hits, but they... It was a bunch of B-sides. Or, or mild hits. Yeah, this one charted at number 93 on the Billboard chart. Wow. You know, it, it was shit like that. It was not a good list at all. Because <laughs> the first one's great. The first one is like every song is like a top 10 hit. Yeah. It all features that that period of like 83 to whenever Like a Rock came out. Sure. You know, is that 90 maybe? Like a Rock? Something like that. But it... um. That one was good, but that second one was not very good at all. It was just kind of Can't find it? Ha ha. For those of you listening and not watching, Neely is in the back looking for his CDs. Yes. <laughs> the joy of television. <laughs> this is what you guys wanted when you were telling us to get video. <laughs> you wanted to see Neely just picking through his fucking CD collection. Yeah, I have it. I just can't find it. Nice. <laughs> I, I have that. Yeah, I'm sure. I, I have it somewhere. I actually have a physical copy of the, the one with the railroad tracks. Yeah, that's me. The, yeah, look at you. <laughs> you know, I, I have I, no guy who doesn't, uh, who doesn't even keep CDs. I don't. I. Dude, the funny thing is maybe four months ago or something, um, Kelly was over here and she saw those books that I have of CDs that are up yeah. on my shelf. And she she like opened one up to see what was in it. And she tried to take a CD out. They have not moved in so long they're that all they're stuck. all stuck. Yeah, they're know? all stuck. The page, the, the plastic has yeah. probably melted right into the disc. Melted right into the ink on the top of the discs. Yeah. <laughs> 
but I, I never, I never pull out. See, I don't even know that I have a CD player anywhere anymore, maybe on a computer somewhere, but like this computer that, that I have here, it doesn't have a CD player on it. That doesn't have a drive at all. No, huh. no, it has USB ports. You just plug in the, the thumb drive or something, hmm. you know? Yeah. I don't have my computers. Don't, I don't have a DVD player in the, on any of the TVs. I don't use that shit. Well, why would you? You throw it all away. Yeah, that's it. I do. <laughs> I don't keep anything anymore. And no. things like this, you talk about useless. What am I going to do with something like this? What is that? That's a book. Why no? But what's a, what is it? It doesn't matter. I mean, this one is When Eagles Dare, Iron Maiden in the 80s. But what am I going to do with a book? Read well, did it? You, did you, well, did you read it? No. You just have it. It's just sitting right here. I but, have you, books. but you so that you got that as a promo thing, but you didn't even bother looking at it. Oh, I looked at it enough to do the interview. I read a page <laughs> or two. Look, I have books galore sitting right next to the well, desk. I see, I see that. I have Rob Halford confess. Yeah. Oh, is that the one where we got uh, banned for uh, talking about his, uh, you know, his trip to the men's room? I think so. That's the one where they made a, we, we were reading exactly his own words and we got, yeah. uh, we got a strike for that. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Because it was homosexual bashing or some shit. Right. Exactly. Like, for reading. It's, book. it's, yeah, it's so we gotta, words, not ours. Hate speech strike. Then I've got, I am Michael Alago, the uh, Michael Alago story for signing Metallica. My, my good friend, Michael Alago. And then I've got um, an autographed copy. Look at that. Ooh, there's my autographed Martin pop off. Look at that. Look at that. Iron Maiden in the eighties have never read more than maybe two pages. Huh? Well, whatever. I just don't read. I dude, I have tons of them up here too. I have, um, the silent Don, which is our friend, um, Scott yeah. Dietschy. Yeah. Scott Dietschy's book. Um, KK Downing's book is up there. I don't know what that other book is, but it's somebody's book. It's your heavy metal library of books. Yeah. It's the ones John hasn't taken. Because a lot of times John John reads a lot on the shitter. So I I keep him <laughs> I keep him well shittified. <laughs> he reads on the shitter. Yeah. So well, I give him I give him my books and and he has an audible account. And so a lot of times I'll take his audible account and then I'll listen to books. Oh, I see. You know, I'll listen to whatever book he has, but yeah, read dude. When, when do I have time to sit down, get my hands off a computer and just say, okay, let me thumb through the pages here and get me some knowledge. That shit ain't happening. <laughs> no, thanks. Yeah. Well, speaking of, uh, people in the music business and yeah. so on and so forth. I, I mentioned mm -hmm. to you uh, last, I think it was it last week or, or so that, uh, uh, I was watching, um, these documentaries, you know, these music yeah. documentaries on, you know, people that aren't, I'm not necessarily a fan of, or mm -hmm. even so much about them, but I'm always interested in people's success and business and how they got to be where they were and, you know, the success that they have. Sure. Uh, I, I saw, I saw a documentary. I, think this was on hbo max i think that's it rod stigwood 
the guy who, uh, yeah, he he was uh, really huge in the seventies during the whole Saturday Night Fever thing. Okay, the grease and all this and that, and he he this guy, this guy, you know, I was only you know young kid then. I was only you know twelve, thirteen at the time, so I would never know about this guy. Sure. Well, well he was Australian, and uh, he came to this country. He's the one who started uh, RSO Records. Okay. The Rod Stigwood organization is what RSO stands for. Okay. And he, and he was the manager of the Bee Gees. He managed the Bee Gees. All right. And he managed, um, um, Eric Clapton and he managed, um, who else did he manage? He, he was, you know, the, oh, I think he managed Bowie too, if I'm not mistaken. So he had Bowie, Clapton and the Bee Gees. Yeah. That was three of his you know, bigger ones in the late sixties, early seventies. We should have tried harder getting those fucking hack acts. Well, no, but you survive. Well, here's, (laughs) here's the thing is that, uh, he had a vision for a lot of, he, he's kind of, um, responsible for making movie soundtracks, a sellable thing. Okay. No movie. There were always movie soundtracks, but they never charted or anything. Sure. And so because he worked with the Bee Gees and because he worked with, uh, you know, uh, some of these, you know, disco acts and things like that, 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 uh, Saturday night fever soundtrack and that grease soundtrack, those, Mm -hmm. those things sold like, uh, 30 and 40 million copies. Yeah, I believe that, you know, and he, he spearheaded the, the Saturday night, uh, fever movie and he spearheaded the grease movie. And, you know, he, he, he was, you know, everything he touched in like a four to five year period just turned to, turned to platinum. Right. You know, you know, just, it was just, he was just untouchable. And this guy made millions and millions of dollars, like $800 million personally over like a four year period good for him because of all the stuff that he did in the entertainment business from movie soundtracks to movies to, to, uh, I don't know, plays and shit like that. He just seemed to know exact. He had his finger on the pulse of what was really popular or what would really sell at that time. Sure. Well, he sold me a couple copies of the grease one. (laughs) So so I, you know, I didn't, I knew who this guy was, but I didn't know his background. So if you get a chance to, to, uh, it's called Mr. Saturday night is the name okay. of the, uh, the, um, uh, documentary. Right. It was just, it's just amazing. This, this guy, you know, he, uh, you know, it was kind of rumored that he might be gay, but, mm-hmm. but he never led on to be like a real flamboyant person, but he was you know, he was never married and they, you know, they always said that he was the, uh, um, the, uh, what do you want to call it when you're, when you're a, a confirmed bachelor, that was what the term, okay. that they he's yeah. a confirmed bachelor, right? <laughs> but, but, but there's all these pictures where he bought a yacht. He had this okay. massive yacht, but he always had these very twinky guys hanging around, yeah. you know, shit like that. Hey, look who's hanging on my yacht. It's Charles it, Nelson Riley. But he wasn't like a swishy dude or he didn't have yeah. that gay affect or anything like that. So he just sort of kept his, uh, you know, his sexuality under wraps or, you know, he, he just handled himself like a professional yeah. business guy. 
You can't know? believe anybody would suspect a guy that took Broadway plays and converted them into movies was gay. Can't <laughs> believe that that could be ever a thought. Yeah, sure. But uh, it, it was a good uh, documentary. Like I said, I didn't know anything about this guy at all. But he here's the thing: is that he, when he was working with the um, the movie studio and he was working with the record labels, mm-hmm. he offered them the soundtrack to Saturday Night Fever. Right. And the, the, the record label basically said, yeah, soundtracks don't sell. He goes, okay, I'll just keep it for myself. And you know what he did? You know what his take, his personal take on it was how much four bucks an album. That was, that was his personal take on, on the soundtrack when it sold. Holy smokes. Four dollars a piece. He made a dollar or two. Jesus Christ. The same way with Greece, because those two soundtracks came out very close to each other sure because i think it was like the summer of 78 or something like that somewhere yeah. around there saturday night fever was november of 77 and so it was close to 78 yeah and greece i know was 78 because yeah. i remember when but i saw it the was movie. Real close it was just months apart yeah and the and the record label turned down both soundtracks and he said fine i'll just release it myself yeah you know they said, yeah, we don't want that. You just keep it. Whoops. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> hey, Phil Collar, you're on the air. Yeah, what's up, Poon Hounds? What's going on? Lou from the Lou, man. What are you guys talking about, faggot? <laughs> just got just got my car here from the, I'm waiting in the goddamn parking garage here at the hockey game. Uh after the hockey game, I ain't fucking moved in 10 goddamn minutes. Got to be a fucking nigger down there holding everything <laughs> up. It always usually is a damn darky or a fucking broad down there holding everything up. Goddamn. I mean, Jesus Christ. Well, what, here for 10 minutes. They can't move. Well, what, uh, I didn't know that, uh, the, uh, the people of color were hockey fans. Well, I mean, well, they're probably an employee, you know. They they work in the uh, boxes there serving the uh, white people, you know, the way things ought to be. Jesus. But, uh, so, uh, so you guys got, guys got a big MLK Day weekend planned? Uh, no, but uh, I, I need to ask you, Lou, before we get into, yeah. your, into your racist tirade. Um, What's the uh, rules for going to uh, live sporting events there in Missouri? Uh, are you wearing a mask, or is that required over there, or not required? Or uh, what's the deal? Well, basically, you just wear your mask to the front uh, till you get in, and then they don't enforce it once you're in the building. All right. uh, it, you know, it's just uh, you just do a dog and pony show. You put the put the mask on, or if you forget to bring one with you. They, uh, they have them there, uh, you know, where they scan your ticket. And, uh, uh, you know, once you, once you get in, you, you yank it off. I mean, they, they can't freaking, uh, you know, have 20,000 people wear a damn mask. You can't monitor all that. Right. And uh, I, I, go ahead. I mean, I know at the beginning of the season, they, uh, they would come up the aisles, you know, the ushers with their little signs telling you to mask up, but they don't even do that now. So no, no vac, no vas, vax pass where you got to show, show me your papers, comrade. You got to do that or show them a test that you're not. Well, how did you, which, get, how did, so they do have a vax pass uh, requirement there? 
Yeah, but uh, I've uh, I had COVID over Christmas, so I've got a couple positive tests in my pocket here to get me in. <laughs> so I uh, I had it over Christmas, so I spent Christmas in COVID jail. But you know, it was nothing like what uh, 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 Krista had to go through. You know, I really basically had was nothing more than a bad sinus infection. And, you know, a little bit fatigue. Other than that, you know, I, I was fine. So, you know, it wasn't like the fucking plague or something where I was, you know, angel, angel, saw the angel of death floating above my bed or what have you. <laughs> but, uh, but I'm fine. So, you know, there, there, there's way, you know, different little ways around it. You, you can do it. I mean, you know, they're saying here now in St. Louis, they don't want you going out of your house unless it's fucking essential. But, you know, I would say hockey's essential, so, you know, whatever. <laughs> so that, that, that's got to take a long time to get everybody through the turnstile. You got to, you got, obviously, you got to present your ticket. Then you got to have a mask on. Then you got to have some kind of a vax pass. And, you know, how, how do they? Well, well, actually not. They have a thing through your phone that you can do it pregame. Uh, you can do it through your phone and just kind of, you, you show on your picture uh, on your phone, there's an app where you just show them your, your negative test. And then, uh, somehow that goes in some kind of database where you get a little notice on your phone saying you're, uh, you know, you're free of the cooties and you just show that at the door and you go right on in. Holy shit. So, you know, it's really not that bad. I mean, I mean, think about it. I mean, the majority of hockey fans are white. So, you know, the IQ level right there, you're not dealing with the NBA fans or, anything like that so you know it, it runs pretty smoothly so you know it is what it is i i can't I, you know i did without hockey for a couple of years i couldn't do no more so i guess you can say i sold my fucking soul or what have you but shit man i you know can't sit around and you know only so many times you can sit around on a saturday night beat off you're right you know shit you know when you pumping off gets old after a while yeah you, uh, you know gotta find something new Oh, so especially now that the Hallmark Christmas movies are over, there's no more Lacey Chaber pumping off or uh, uh, who was that gal that was on a uh, Full House? Candace Cameron oh. Burr. Oh yeah. Oh God, yeah. God violate her ten ways from Sunday. Mm-hmm. So and so forth. But uh, but you guys all have a good Christmas and everything. You you celebrate Kwanzaa, or, or how do you do that? Do it, Neely. I, I celebrated Kwanzaa, banged a couple black chicks. Um, you know, get AIDS. I lit up the menorah that that was stolen from the Jews, and uh, you know, I had a I had a I got wide and had a great time. That's good. What about you, Chris? Do you remember your Christmas? Did you spend a shit face? Yeah, you stick your dig in it. A- your dick in a porker or uh mm-hmm. didn't do shit didn't didn't so much as sing a christmas song nothing yeah, christmas just, pre- is overrated. just pretended it was another day basically it is you know spend a little time with family and get fucking sick of them then you know just another fucking day so but like that i mean i was in fucking covid jail so I, I was watching a silent night deadly night uh marathon on uh on uh cable television so that's how i spent mine and so forth but uh 
So if you guys you guys touched on uh, the new uh, Wasp tour. Yeah, we already just talked about that. I got tickets, and uh, Chris uh, admonished me for spending $79 to go see Wasp. So you're going to see them in St. Charles? I am. See, they ain't coming. That's the closest they're coming to St. Louis. So, you know, I'm thinking of, of, you know, paying out the wazoo because they're one of the few bands left on my bucket list that I've not seen yet. And, uh, you know, since, you know, Blackie Lawless does most of his touring overseas, I figure this may be the last freaking chance I get to go see him. Well, but, you know, they, any truck's the reason why they're coming to the U.S. I mean, you know <laughs> that, right? <laughs> I have no doubt the influence of the Trunkmeister. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I listened to the interview because I do like to listen to Blackie Lawless. Because, you know, he comes across as somewhat intelligent and last spoken. But the guy couldn't get a damn, well, watch it, bitch. Watch it. Sorry, somebody came close to my car. Uh, but he, uh, but, you know, he comes across as really well spoken and somewhat intelligent. You know, he's interested, you know, interesting to listen to. Well, I, so, I, had, an inter- I had an opportunity to interview Blackie one-on-one in a locked room about, uh, boy, close to 20 years ago already. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I couldn't believe it, but, uh, yeah, it was just me and Blackie together for an hour. I had an hour to sit and, uh, interview Blackie. And, uh, when I interviewed him, I, I really was a little bit nervous because Blackie is intimidated, intimidating, yeah. and he's very intelligent. And so I interviewed him about everything except music. Yeah. He, you know, he's kind of like the opposite of Gene Simmons. Gene Simmons pretends to be really, really intelligent, whereas Blackie Lawless really is. He is. So we talked about baseball. We talked about politics. We talked about, uh, 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 what do you want to call, um, social issues. We talked about all kinds of stuff except music. And when I got done, I, you know, thanked him for his time. And he says, best interview I've ever, I've ever had. Well, I would expect that from you, Neely. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're you're the goat when it comes to interviewing rock stars. Yeah, that's me. You know, you're you're the goat when getting young, uh, nearly underage pussy too. So <laughs> that's me. So, but oh well, yeah, I'm gonna, I don't know. I I, I guess was it St. Charles is about four and a half hour drive. You know, I, I've been to Chicago for several Iron Maiden shows and a King Diamond show. So I may may try to make it up there to see WAP because again I don't you know there's there, that's the closest they're playing and who knows if I'll ever get another shot to see them again. Well, you better decide quick. There's not a lot of time to plan. Yeah, it well, is it is until December, so you better hurry up and get your tickets. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's two nights too, so you know, fuck, whatever it is. But well, I'll let you you prune hounds go back to talking about cocksuckers or, uh, you know, whatever it was you're talking about, knob slobbers, uh, butt pirates, surfing the Hershey highway, you know, whatever. But, uh, yeah, it's good touching base with you guys in the new year. Uh, looking forward to whatever the hell you guys got going on this new year and hell and kill. Fuck you, pal. And Martin Luther King was a communist fornicator and a, and an adulterer. God bless. All right. Gus Lou from the Lou, check it in. Lou always um down with the black man. <laughs> he is. 
Jeez, he is. He, he's a man of the people. When is Martin Luther King Day? Is that this weekend Monday. or something? Monday. Is it? Yeah. When you don't go out to work, it doesn't matter now, does it? Yeah. Yeah. Sal Sal sent me a notice from his uh, his building today that uh, there is not to be any work done, remodeling, any kind of construction work or anything done in the building on Monday. Why? Because it's Martin Luther King Day. So is that how you celebrate black people by not working? Correct. All right. If that's the way it goes, I guess that's fine. It's a notice to all tenants and residents that there is not to be any kind of work going on in the building on Monday. Mm, well, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, so there you are. Well, there you go. Well, I'm going to celebrate Martin Luther King Day by watching Soul Plane. There you go. How That'll about snakes on a plane? Snakes on a plane would be okay too. Right. You know, any any black movies. Lord knows I'll bet you Hulu and Amazon Prime and Netflix are gonna remind me of black cinema all week. Well they, well, they do because they have a whole segment over there called Black Voices. Yeah, I'm sure they will. I'm sure that's what I'll be tuned into to celebrate Martin Luther King Day. Right. Because that's about the extent of the celebrating that I ever do. Sure. It'll be business Whatever. as usual for me. Yeah, same, about the same here. Like I said, yeah. I didn't even know that. It, I didn't even know that it was a day yeah. this week. <laughs> I had Go, no idea. Going to work, earning, earning my pay, mm -hmm. you know, contributing to society, paying my taxes. You don't get the day off? No, of course not. Why not? It's not an official holiday. Oh. <laughs> okay. It's just. It's I thought just, they made it an official holiday. No. I don't know. For some is people, is it just a? It's just a recognized day, I guess. It's a token day. No, no. Let's not use that language. <laughs> language token? Yes, you don't want to say that anymore. Uh, I well, what what do you what's the little coin you put in a slot to get on the subway? A quarter. No, it's a token. <laughs> what do you what what do you what do you uh what did the old arcade sell in the machine there to play all the arcade games? quarters <laughs> i will not get sucked down your racist path Neil. My, my racist rabbit hole yes i'm not going getting sucked down into that because uh, i care yeah. you know, I, i'm real worried about that right somebody called me a I racist know you are. i know you are yeah. all right well what do you say we take a break and since we we're talking about wasp mm -hmm. uh why don't you pick a wasp tune um, I think it's called Redemption. It might not, might be called something else, but it's the last tune on um, Neon Gods Part One. Neon Gods Part One. Yeah. That I is, think it's called Redemption, The Redemption, yeah. something like that. Uh, well, let's see here. Neon God, The Rise. That's Part One. That's Part One. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. What is this called? Uh, the, the, the running man and the rage, the raging storm, the raging storm. You're sure that's the one. Yeah. Okay. Well, that is the last song. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll play. I was close. It's the last song. It starts with an R. That's pretty good. <laughs> You're right. It is pretty good. It's not you bad. Know. I'm old. My album. brain don't work like it used to. God damn it. <laughs> you had the right album. You had the right, uh, you know, the right band. Right. And you had the right track yeah, and, and the right first letter. Started, and you knew it started with an R. Yeah. I'm close. Yeah. 
All right. Well, we're going to play a few songs. We'll come back. We'll do some more stuff. So here it is from Wasp, the Neon God, part one. This is the Raging Storm exclusively here on your classic metal show. Thanks for checking out this episode of the classic metal show. Get all of our episodes uncensored at www.theclassicmetalshow.com. Join us weekly from 9 p.m. till 3 a.m. Eastern at www.cmsradio.net. Participate in the live chat room at www.chatandkill.com. Once again, thank you for checking out The Classic Metal Show with Neely and Chris. Hail and kill, fuck you, pal, and hand job! If you're a fan of heavy metal, then you should have the CMS Network app on your phone. With five great shows featuring all the best artists in heavy metal of all genres, as well as streaming radio, video on demand, and of course heavy metal television, the CMS Network app is the app you should have. Just go to your app store and do a search for CMS Network, and you'll just install it, and you will have all the metal you'll ever need. Stop surfing around for it. It's all right here on the CMS Network app.